Hello, friends. I hope you're having a good day. This is Tamara. A girl in the middle, Titus, to mentor, encouraging women to love God and to love well their home and family. This is take two live today because of big interruptions coming to you from sitting out in the beautiful, warm, warm, warm sunshine. Maybe you'll be able to catch the water fountain flowing into the pool. Do you like the sound of running water? So relaxing to me. You also might catch the uh, sounds of puppies. So buyer beware. We are going to continue on with our study out of Psalm 40. And David in the miry pit what God has to teach us in and out of the pits of life. Come on, girl. When the dog is smarter than you because they're inside in the AC. Last time, go back and listen to the first few parts of the series if you haven't caught them. Last time we ended with the realization that when God lifts us out of the pit, he puts our feet on a rock. Doesn't leave us anywhere near the pit. Lifts us high upon a, a firm foundation and sets our paths before us and send, sends us on our way. So if he has the ability to do that, and he does because he's God, and he still does because he never changes, what, what could be the reason for us to be in a pit at all? Why would a loving God choose to leave us in a miry pit versus reach down and rescue us out right away? Well, we do, we do see out of Psalm 40 the reason. But before we get to that verse, I want to talk a little bit about this, um, the position we find ourselves in because we are living in a fallen world and we're sinful people. The Bible talks a lot about selfish versus unselfish living. As a matter of fact, my life verses out of um, Philippians. And in Philippians chapter 2, let's open there real quick. We can read verses 3 and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or empty pride, but in humility... Consider others more important than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also the interests of others. It goes on after that verse to describe the attitude that Christ himself had. So, Jesus was perfect. There was no imbalance of um, imperfection in him, but there is in us. And this is where I think we get trapped up. And we can even, um, I know myself, I'm... I'm, everybody is selfish. Every one of us is selfish. And if you don't believe me, draw closer and closer to Christ. And as you see yourself in the light of his glory, on your sin, he will shine his, his glorious light of perfection. We can't measure ourselves against the man of Christ who was perfect. We will see our shortcomings, and we should. Because then we know that we need him to live a life 
surrender to him and to become more like him. So all of us are selfish. Isn't that where every root of sin comes from? It comes from our own selfishness, right? I cannot think of a sin that doesn't root out of selfishness. But there are pretty much two kinds of people. I want to be careful because I don't want us to feel tra- feel either trapped or um, justified in either one of these places. Like I said, we're all selfish. But by and large, we apt unselfish people are more apt to think of others without a it's not a struggle to think of others first Um, and other people it is it is thinking of somebody else even the ones they love the most doesn't come naturally as a matter of fact it looks a lot like they don't love those they speak of loving when they act so unselfishly and by and large we seem to fall into one of those camps and that doesn't mean the lord doesn't need to work on us on either side because here's the problem and tell me if you think this is true in your own lives and your own circles those of us who are more apt to live unselfishly struggle with boundaries with mental and physical needs and desires healthy boundaries albeit and those of us who are selfish of course the struggles thereof are evident because that's a sinful lifestyle to live a life um, for only self so there so there's a struggle and and the unselfish people um, can view the world, even other believers, with a very critical eye, which is what? Selfish. Um, when we try to reason within our own um, humanity, our own flesh, um, what one should be doing differently. So this verse in Philippians 2, 3, and 4, these verses that I have strive to live for all of my life it was only like last year maybe the year before where I realized part of this verse at the beginning of Philippians 3 Philippians 2 verse 4 I had kind of overlooked and it says each of you should not only look to your own interest that's the part friends Each of you should look not only to your own interest. So I lived my life thinking that if I favored any of my needs over that of my, and a lot of ways, a good mom, this is like innately um, put in our minds we we want to serve our children we want to make sure all their needs are met even if we have a deep need of ourselves that the lord himself wants to meet in us we forget to look at our own interest and that's not something the lord desires of us he doesn't want us to not take care of ourselves jesus grew in wisdom in favor and in stature with god and man 
Jesus grew mentally and physically. And he did that by taking care of himself. So before we went on to what the purpose of the miry pit could be, I wanted us to, to refocus a bit of our attention on the selfish versus unselfish life in a healthy way, in a godly way. What does God want from you? Are you taking care of yourself physically and spiritually? Are you meeting the needs that you need to meet? Are you allowing Jesus himself to come and help you grow in those areas? And are you living a life that is focused on Christ himself and therefore and whereby meeting others' needs? What's the reason for the miry pit? Psalm 40. Now with that better understanding of what it is and what it is not to live an unselfish life. The answer is in verse 4. Psalm 40 verse 4. And he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Why? Why were we in the pit? Here it is. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Our life is not about ourselves when we belong to Christ. Our life is about him. He's always working in us and through us for our good and for his glory. The very way we live life, the very way we handle the circumstances of the miry pits result here in verse 4 that many will see it. They will see us being in the pit. They will see the rescue of God. They will see our feet planted on the rock. They will see us waiting patiently. And they will fear and trust in the Lord. And that's the reason we should desire to live a godly, unselfish life. And that's the reason for the miry pits. Let's... Think about that one today. Let God work in your heart as he wants to. Meet your needs. Um, Pray about whatever is in your life. Are you waiting in the pit? Have you been rescued from the pit? Are you serving others? Are you taking care of yourself? What does God want for you out of these verses today? I'll see you here next time. Thanks for coming. God bless you.